0: And hello, and welcome to another episode of a Bobcast of Stories. And today, we have a very special guest coming on the show. He's from Mac- Mackham, Michigan. He plays uh. for- He definitely messed that up. He's <laughs> within the Penguins organization. He's played some games with Wilkes-Barre. He's played with Wheeling Nailers with my good buddy, Jack McNeely. He's a Hockey East champion. Northeastern Univ. also a bean pot champion at Northeastern University. He also was on the all rookie team in the NAHL junior hockey league, and he led the league in goals that year with 35. My buddy from roller hockey, Brandon Hawkins. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm great, Bob. Thanks for having me, buddy.
0: No, no problem, man. I appreciate it. So um you're up in New Hampshire
1: right now, right? Yep, yep. This is where the wife lives, and this is our homestead. We, uh, so we stay here. Train skate, and then uh, she helps dad run a hockey program, uh, the Northern Cyclone of the USPHL. Um, she's also the assistant coach on the MCD team as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Uh, who's your
1: Who's your wife here? Uh so the fiance is uh, Kelly Flanagan. She's a she was a 2018 Olympic gold medalist with uh, USA women's hockey. That's
0: that's unbelievable, man. Um, I read a story online how you guys met. So, um, but I've I figured I'd let you tell it. Do you want to tell me how you guys met?
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got no problem. Um, so, a couple summers ago, I was Northeastern makes a stay and train at school in the summertime, and we don't have a place to skate majority of the time. So, they ended up bringing um, one of the girls who played at Northeastern at the time, Bailey Coin, Kendall Coin's sister said, hey, I found some ice, um, would you like to come with me? And we drove to New Hampshire that day. It's about 40 minutes from Boston, and I happened to meet Callie. Uh, I did it for about the first four or five skates, and then finally we're on the bench together, and somehow I ended up saying some tattoos, and I told her I had a tattoo of her, and she goes, oh, my God, no. What do you have? And I go, oh, I got a dusty pile on my forearm, and she turned, <laughs> and, chucked, turned and chucked her glove at me. So it was, a, it was kind of a funny story, but uh, the rest is history that is crazy man that's that's awesome though i'm happy
0: for you um so do you actually want to pronounce your hometown correctly since i completely
1: <laughs> you absolutely demolished it so yeah. i i've heard it i've heard a couple people say it like a make, make home or or maccom and stuff like old oh, michigan
0: macomb michigan
1: yep yeah. yep yeah.
0: that's um <laughs> yeah i absolutely butchered that so all right well Let's get to it. Questions for you. I want to know about your playing career. Um, so tell me where you're from and uh, where you played growing up in your youth hockey days. So, And how
1: actually, how did you start? That's the better question. So I, I started out as a roller hockey player. My dad ran Joe Dumars Fieldhouse from the start of 1994 until I want to say it was 2004. He ran it for uh, 10 or 11 years. So I started playing roller hockey that's awesome. Yeah. We're was... both
0: big, uh, we're, we're, we're both big roller dads. Well, oh,
1: I used to be <laughs> the, the road runners could use you. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you that uh, may, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be making a comeback to Cali this year. We'll see. <laughs> but, but uh, so you started in roller hockey. So when did you lace up the ice skates?
1: Uh, it was, it was right around the same time. So, but I started playing roller hockey for two or three years. And I started skating when I was 18 months old. That's per my father. I have no recollection of that. Um, And eventually he got me into playing ice hockey where I started at, uh, in Gross Point, my coach was Rob McIntyre. He played in the NHL for, for Maple Leafs. And Yeah, uh, first, I've heard of the guy. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I fell in love with the game from there. And kind of, I never played AAA hockey really growing up until I was, my midget major year which is 17 or 18 years old and so it was a, it was a bit different than, than a lot of people come up playing because everybody says oh you got to play like prep school or you got to play triple a your whole time i kind of went in the total opposite direction
0: wow yeah i i can kind of i can kind of relate to you with that because i mean I, on my last interview i played uh triple a when i was from from the age of 10 to 12 and then yep. i was cut and I, I didn't really play Triple A again until I was 17. Like I got lucky. But um, so when you ended up playing Triple A again, who did you like when you ended up playing Triple A for the first time? Who did you play for? Uh,
1: I, so, well, see. It, it wasn't Triple A when I, but like you could kind of say, I don't know what it was, but we call it travel hockey or double A because there wasn't a Triple A at the time. And when they went Triple A, I didn't make that team. So, so What
0: pro- what program was it?
1: Uh, I was playing with the Grosse Point Spartans, which turned into Bell Tire in my age group. And I didn't okay. make Bell Tire. So I went back to playing Double A, in which I played for the Troy Sting for a couple of years. Then I played for the Rochester Rallers. And then uh, Summit Plastics, I won a national championship with them. And then I went to Little Caesars for my last year.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, what a program. I mean... Michigan is filled with hockey talent. You have some of the top AAA teams in the nation there and some of the, like I said, best kids. Um, so who was some of the best players you grew up playing
1: with? Um, so within my age group, like I grew up with Jake Truba and, and some of those names. Dylan Larkin was around, but we played with his older brother. So he was two years younger than us. I played with Colin, his older brother, who played at Austin, You might have played against him um yeah I, I believe i did
0: actually he beat me in uh i'm pretty sure he beat me in the ncaa tournament to knock me out no, thanks buddy so, appreciate that
1: <laughs> what a treat so you got him uh cam <laughs> yep. cam cam johnson who played north dakota won a national championship along with christian molannon he played there and won a national championship and now he's in the nhl with senators oh not a big deal yeah, so I mean that that AAA team was filled with a lot of guys that were pretty good, but I was a defenseman on that team. I wasn't even a forward. You're a defenseman, really? Yeah, yeah. I played I played defense up until, a, so I played forward like on and off throughout my career, but I played mostly defense. And then when I went to the Texas Tornadoes for my first tornado for my first year of junior, um, I signed a tender as a defenseman, but the coach kind of said like, "Hey, look, we don't have any room as a D." but we don't want to send you home, would you mind forward? And uh, I became a forward, and I I kind of I liked it a lot more than defense. I'll tell you that for free.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a guy with a shot like yours and in intelligence like yours is, I mean, that's pretty hard to pass up. You have such an amazing offensive talent. I know this from watching you. I had to watch you in Wheeling this year with uh, my good, good buddy Jack. He ended up being scratched. Actually, last second when I came down to watch you guys, but uh, I mean playing against you and see the skill level. Um, and I just want to transition this real quick to roller hockey a little bit. Um,
1: yeah.
0: How did you How did you think roller hockey um, enhanced your ice hockey game?
1: Here, here, one sec. Did you say Did you say I was scratched when you came to wheeling?
0: No, Jack was. Jack got scratched oh. last second. No, you were out there. You were out there wheeling around. I was pointing. I was pointing you out to i took down
1: there <laughs> man oh jack, no i saw
0: jack, i saw you i saw you around
1: jack got the raw on the stick i'll tell you
0: that yeah that's what i heard that's yeah, i mean that's the, that's the business end of things though i mean it happens like that sometimes you don't have any control of that
1: yeah we were we were roommates toward the end when before he went to worcester when i got called up and came back somebody took my room so me and jack were roommates
0: Wow. so how was
1: real quick how was how was living with jackie Jackie Miller. Oh, he's he's a beauty. He's yeah? like he's he's one of the most easygoing kids you'd ever be able to live with, and he was always up for a good time. So it, we got along really well, and and it was it was living with him that's for sure.
0: That's uh, something you and me have in common. I was roommates with him for a bit in college. Huh. Senior, he moved into my hockey house halfway through the year when uh, they granted him off campus, and yeah, we were we were roommates. It, it was a lot of fun living with Jackie. Um, oh yeah. He's I, to ask you about uh, your coffee business i guess you're a big oh i dude i'm a coffee addict <laughs> yeah,
1: how many I, cups a I, day I, I don't know if it's how many cups a day but i drink four shots of espresso when i wake up in the morning god four shots of espresso yeah like i i have to in order to even survive like that's kind of just how i am that's crazy so um yeah um when i was in wheeling i was trying to get all the boys to come have coffee in my room because i I got an espresso machine, and um, Jack Jack was one of the lucky few. But uh, I, called it triple, <laughs> I, I called it triple coffee. Brandon's barista bar, and, um, and we uh, we trademarked it a buck a cup. That's how I was, but uh, didn't end up getting any lift off. All the guys like the typical rink coffee, which I don't know how you could drink it. But uh, uh, just the yeah, I can't I can't drink the mud from the rink. I have to make my own. See. I mean I'll drink a
0: nice hot hot cup of coffee a couple of sugars, a couple of creams but sounds like sounds like if I had one of your coffees I'd be uh, I'd be going for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, you you'd be flying <laughs> around for a good 3 4 hours. So
0: going back to roller hockey a little bit here. Um mm-hmm. I know you played for a lot of teams growing up. I ended up just sticking with the Roadrunners. I was never really I mean, I love playing with Vio and Keith Johnson, who's one of my best friends. We always just yep. made a promise to grow up there. But uh, you've you've won a lot in roller hockey. Um, you also won the Palm, the Palma Pro Showcase at the state at State Wars, that is one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Uh, you guys ended up beating Black Ice. Do you do you want to take me a little
1: bit through that as well? Sure. Like uh, a couple of years ago, I kind of I don't know if the right word is I cut for pd or if i got replaced but i got i got replaced on alkali and i came home for a weekend from northeastern and tim mcmanus asked me if i'd like to play and i got to play for them for tournament and it i found a home and i kind of always enjoyed playing with those guys i mean i looked up to a few of them growing up like uh, kramer played for northeastern when he played college hockey so i kind of had that in common with him and, and all the other guys there so it was always, suck to play against them, but it's a lot of fun to play for them.
0: Oh, dude, it's terrible to play against them. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so much, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's so much fun playing against them, but it sucks. Like, yeah. It, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, to play with them and everything. Um, You guys beat Black Ice. You, um, you're a pretty big key state team, too, from what I remember, and a big stable to their power play as well. Actually, I feel like you are a big stable too because you have one of the best I've
1: ever seen. And I know. Well, I that during when I play for them and we have Chris Terry on a power play. That's all scary, I, man. <laughs> all, all I try to do is all the younger guys, like they don't remember chris Terry coming and playing roller hockey a lot and i remember him playing because he always came and played at dumars so when he came played i always remembered he was and how great he had offensive ability it's nuts so all i would do is everybody in the world is going to think i'm going to shoot so why not walk down my shot and go cross ice one tire to him and he's not going to miss
0: no no he's not ever it's crazy
1: yeah, it's uh so... no, it's, it's,
0: it's just a lethal power play out there and um so i one more question before we get back on track yep. how did you get your shot to be what it is today for any parents or uh youth listeners out there well I, so... I plan on posting a couple of videos of your shot and everything when i post this podcast later tonight or tomorrow and I mean, people are like I. I talk about your shot when I talk to people when they ask who I've, who's the best shot I've ever seen. I mean, it's yours. It's unbelievable how quick it was. I think you tried to kill me in a junior game at Narge before once because we were beefing a little bit, huh. <laughs> and you missed the net. And I thought I saw my life flash through like before my eyes. I was like, oh man, that that thing could have killed me.
1: I don't know if I ever personally shot a puck at you, but it might. No, I mean work? like it might. Mean, I think I
0: was game by a net, and I, dude, the thing just came, like, it was like, it's ridiculous, it's, I just don't understand it, but, um, yeah, so, how did you get your shots so hard, or so fast? So,
1: growing up. up, growing up, I, my dad, we had a shooting room in my basement, so, my dad made this thing for me, where I had about, from the top of the circles, the net, my entire basement, and I got to shoot pucks every day, so. Growing up, I would shoot between five hundred and thousand pucks a day. He uh, he made a wrist curl bar out of an old hockey stick, a hockey lace, and a gallon milk jug half filled with sand, and would make me do would make me do wrist curls throughout the day and and shoot as many pucks as I could. So the best part about that was that my grandma also lived with us at the time because she would always want um, she would always want to be down there with me shooting pucks. So. My like grandma would always yell out a corner, like top right, top left, bottom right, bottom left, and that's how. That's kind of how I learned my my quickness because I'd react to it.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting, man. Yeah, That's very yep. interesting. So that's, uh, I mean, that's good technique too. Yeah. Um. All right, so we go back to so out of AAA you signed a tender, you end up becoming a forward for the Texas tornado Yep. and you signed with Bowling green. Take me yep. through that. How did that process happen where other schools looking at you at this time? Um, um, and how, how did you make your decision?
1: So a few others, a few others talked to me. I talked to Ferris state um, and I was starting to get a couple bites because it was halfway through the year and then all, and I, I had a good amount of points at that time, but um Bowling Green at the time was it was about an hour and a half from my house and I had a good friend Bobby Jay who went there and he said how much he enjoyed it and loved that place and I kind of took his word for it so me and my family went up there during our Christmas break in the North American League and I met everybody they met my parents and everything like that and I kind of I fell in love with the place and I I truly enjoyed it there and in all honesty I loved every second I had in Bowling Green and all the people that I met while I was there. So I, I have no, no bad words for that place. I loved it with literally all my art. and So I, I guess it's, it's weird the way it ended, but it happened and I, I can't take it back. Although, I mean, it ended up working out for me. Yeah, it ended up working out.
0: So did they want you to play another year? Because after the, after the NOL year, you ended up going to the USHL. Um, which is Tier 1, Junior A, the best league in the United States. Um, take me through that. Why did you go play another year of juniors? Did they want you to, or uh, did you think it would be better for your development?
1: Well, thought at the time, do you know who Ryan Carpenter is? He, plays, uh, he played for Vegas in their cup run. I, his... Yeah, I do. I, okay, I don't so, know him, but I know who you're talking about, yes. Yep, yeah, so he was, he was supposed to leave North American League like after that year was done. And if he would have left, I would have came in and played. Okay, but, so they wanted you to pretty much wait. Yep. Yeah, so he he stayed. So I went and played another year at junior. And uh, how was you playing
0: in USHL
1: compared oh, to I, the lo- NHL. I Absolutely loved it. I mean, it, it the speed was higher. I didn't get hit as much as I did in the North American League. Um, I mean, the South was a very grimy and scummy, scummy at the time. So it was like there was always stuff behind the play, guys were always trying to run you head high, stuff like that. But we had two big fighters that were very scary. They're six six and two fifty. So that was a always fun to have them behind my back. Oh, absolutely! But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So so it was a bit different in that aspect, but I got to play for a a special coach who gave me a chance who didn't he didn't draft me. The coach who drafted me left and went to Ohio State. He's now the head coach of Saint Cloud. So um the coach that was there for me is Jay Vick. He's now the head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners. And and he kinda created the player that is me today. He worked with me on just about everything, especially defensive end stuff and and my speed and everything like that. So it was uh it was really good. And I think I, I got he got the best out of me while I was there.
0: That's awesome. I mean that's
1: that's what a great coach is supposed
0: to do they're supposed to develop you and they're supposed to pretty much believe in you and give you an opportunity to become the best player you can be and it sounds like that's what he did
1: yeah and you're you're gonna see him in the nhl in a few in, in probably a few years like that's how good of a coach this guy is
0: wow that's awesome and um so i bet you still have a special relationship with him
1: even though you guys are apart oh uh, we still talked uh, i i, I want to say he he helped me, but I wanted to transfer big time. Like, he had my back, like that. So, um, I'd like to say that, that we had a really good relationship. And if I called him today, he'd probably pick up the oh, phone. That's just kind that's of how kind was.
0: Of All right. So, you transfer you transfer over to Northeastern. Um, yep. what, um How did you choose Northeastern? Were there other bites? And what was it like being in transfer portal for a year, unable so, to play?
1: So there, when I did it, there was no transfer portal. So it was kind of just me and my advisor talking to different teams. So when I originally left, I, I visited Ohio state. I talked to Michigan state. Um, I had a little, a little bite from North Dakota because of Will Annan and Cam Johnson. And then Northeastern reached out and I went on a visit to Northeastern as a team when I played midgets with little Caesars. And I kind of fell in love with that rink while I was there. And I I had a buddy that lived around the block that played for them, Garrett Vermeesh. And he kind of said how much he enjoyed it. So when when it came down to it, I talked to Vermeesh, I talked to Kramer, and everybody had nothing good things to say about the place. So I took full advantage of it and went there.
0: That's awesome. Um, so
1: you end up going there, you play your junior year, and
0: you're in your senior year. And for everybody that doesn't know, Northeastern is in the Hockey East yep. in NCAA Division One. They play against teams like Boston University, Boston College, uh, Merrimack. I'm blanking right now. Uh, blanking. Maine, Maine University, of Maine, like all all of these teams. It's one of the best uh, leagues in NCAA Division One. Yep. And there's a thing, and there's a place called, and there's uh, the Beanpot. Yep. Classic with the four teams. It's Harvard, Boston University, Boston College, and Northeastern. Yep. You guys end up winning that. Take me through uh, take me through that tournament
1: because it's a two it's two games, right? It's you yep. lose like, so, yep, semi in a final. Yep. So well one one thing was I only got to play half of my junior year because of NCA transfer rules. I left four weeks into the semester with Bowling Green and they made me sit a year and a half because of what all happened. Oh, that's annoying. Yep. So the NCAA got me on that one. They uh, <laughs> pulled my jersey over my head and suckered me. But it happened. Yeah, it's, um,
0: that's that's pretty typical of the NCAA in all sports too. Yeah, but sports I, I
1: sports mean, too. I got I got lucky. I got to play and I got to play the second half of the year, which is the Bean Pot and everything like that. So I can't complain. Um, the Bean Pot was unbelievable, man. They they haven't won it. They didn't win it in thirty years.
0: Thirty and, years, huh? Yeah. And you got to be a part of that.
1: Yep, and we went in and we beat BU. I think we, shit, there. no, we beat BC the first game. And we had this line, Mullen, Goddett, and Stevens. They were, like, the best line in college hockey at that time. And it was just unbelievable. Like, our power play was was gross. Like, no one could really touch us. And we kind of just had a feeling going into that rink. Like, there's no chance we're letting this go another year. We're going to win this year. And, man, after we won this against BC we were playing BU and everybody kind of knew like oh we got this like it's it's over we already won and Adam Gaudette had the game of his life and scored a hat trick against BU in a bean final like I mean how- <laughs> no
0: no big no no big deal a hat trick yeah. in a bean <laughs> final against BU but,
1: that's why that guy's in the NHL now. but um it was it was unbelievable and the party afterwards was nuts our like our team bar was <laughs> was packed like people were were on top of each other you couldn't move our coach was at the bar like it was it was really cool and and i mean he was there before we were allowed there so he left before we got there but (laughs) so everybody knows he's he's got
0: he's got to go celebrate too you have your, your university hasn't won in 30 years and exactly. That, and, and you're the coach that wins it. Come on, you gotta go have a little bit of fun. Especially, slower,
1: especially because the last time they won it, he was on the team when they won. What
0: that's that is now that's cool. That's yeah. a really cool fact.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so it was, he got
0: he got to win it as a coach and a player.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's uh that's that's really cool. So it was it was unbelievable, man. It was just uh it, all types of emotions to be honest with you because after being there for I was there for the the second semester after I transferred from BG and I had to just train and practice and then I got there for the fall and I just had to train and practice and they treated me like I was family from the start of me getting there until the time I left and I can't thank the people in that organization enough for what they did for me because I felt like I was part of the family after being after being an adopted stepchild
0: and that's uh, I mean I've been there too, and I I obviously have did, didn't look I just stuttered too. I hate when I stutter, it's terrible. But uh, I I mean obviously I didn't play any NCAA Division One. I. I played NCAA Division Three at Hobart. And yep. but that's the same exact feeling that I had. Like I yep. was, it, it was family there. It was we were treated like family, and I feel like those are the teams that usually win the most, or because they're so close, they bond. Everyone just treats everyone with respect, and I feel like that's the biggest thing in the locker room as well.
1: Yep, you you played with one of my best buddies, Ben Griner. <laughs> oh, Griner, Grunstein, huh? Yep, I would... absolutely love that guy.
0: I was just talking to him. I think he's going to end up coming on the podcast. I don't think he's done. I think he's going to play another year in the States. I think he's you, going after an SPHO deal too.
1: You have to get him on, on the podcast and ask him about our freshman year.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100% I will. I'm going to text him right after this podcast and tell him he's coming. Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was unbelievable.
0: Dude, Griner, Griner is a great guy. Absolute beauty.
1: I think I talked yeah. to you
0: about him when uh, I think I texted you and asked you about him when I uh, because he came to visit and I, I was I was like oh wait Hawkins was at PG. but um anyways so you're on um you go senior year you get into the hockey East playoffs, and you you're in the championship versus Boston College. Yep. You have an unbelievable game. Two goals, one assist. Take me through that game. You you in all tournament, all hockey's tournament honors. Take me through that game, through the experience. How cool was the
1: feeling? I mean, it was unbelievable because BC was like the team to beat. So it was like, it was it was very fun. I mean, so you're going to laugh at me. The, the wife just looked at me with a mean look because she went to BC and she's a BC uh, graduate. Uh. So... <laughs> So she loves BC with all of her heart. But um, it was it was fun to beat them because she was in the rink. Um, in all honesty, it was it was kind of nuts because the first shift I got out there I was with Matt Philippe and Tyler Madden, and I shipped a puck in the corner and somehow got it back. And by no means did I try to even pass it. I was just trying to go to the net hard, and I just tapped it off the side of the net, and it went out to Matt Philippe in front, and he scored, and it was... It was unbelievable.
0: That's absolutely that's that's awesome. I bet, and the crowd, the crowd was probably roaring. It was probably yeah. an unbelievable feeling just right after that happened. So it's one nothing. What then? What happens?
1: So it happened like bang bang, like three shifts in a row. And I'm back out there, and Ryan Shea, like I put a puck on that, and I don't know how Ryan Shea was. F one on the forecheck as our as our top defenseman, but um, he went to the net and got the puck back. And I turned and spun, knowing that he was at the net, and I beat uh, I beat Joel low glove side, and we were suddenly up two to nothing with hockey's final.
0: It's crazy. So you guys win. You guys end up winning three nothing.
1: Yep. No, we won three to two.
0: Three to two. Oh, that's right. And you get the assist on the third one. You want to take me through? Do you want to take me through the assist? So
1: I ended up. I, I scored the third scored. I had assist on. Oh, the first you scored
0: one. the third one. Oh, so wait, that's right. I knew that, and I just blanked. I'm a bad interviewer. I'm getting better at it. But um, so you're so you scored a game goal in the Hockey East final versus Boston College. Yep. Which is, I mean. Dude, I feel like that's kind of like a dream as a kid. Like, you watch these games on ESPN or what they're streamed on, and, I mean, you always dream of going to, like, Boston University or Boston College, and, I mean, you're out there. Or, like, for you, probably Michigan or Michigan State because that's where you grew up. And, I mean, but you know these powerhouses, and you're Hello, out Bob? there. What? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm going to
0: have to edit that. I was saying um, – so you 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 score the game winning goal in the hockey's final. It's yeah, kind of one of the most unbelievable feelings ever. And you guys end up winning. What is oh, the celebration? Was, what is the celebration
1: like? It was, dude. It was unbelievable. Like even in the for the third goal, like I got a one timer. Like at the top of the circles on a power play, it couldn't anymore. Played out in my mind like a hundred million <laughs> times. Just step into a one, let it go. Like I, how can I even replay it? But the celebration, dude, we went two for two. Like, I got there, won the first one, and then we won the second one. I went two for two in B-POP finals. And it was just as big of a celebration the second time as it was the first. That's awesome, dude. Because the only time they've ever gone back-to-back was when my coach played there.
0: (laughs) That is unbelievable as well, dude. Just, that's... That's a that must be an unbelievable feeling. Like that's a really cool feeling to have, especially as a coach too. I and mean, they went back to back as a player, and now he went back to back as a coach. Yeah. All right. So it's the end of your season. Your season, right? You yep. you guys you guys lose in the NCAA uh, quarterfinals, I believe. Yep. Yep. And you uh, you're looking to go play professional hockey. Wilkes-Barre signs you to an ATO. How did that happen? Um, did you have any other offers?
1: Um, I talked to a few other teams. I was talking to grand Rapids, Calgary and Pittsburgh at that time. And grand Rapids signed a couple guys the day before. So I was like, they're out. I won't get a chance there. Um, Calgary was, I don't know where they were in the mix, but I knew my agent was talking to them, but, um, Wilkes-Barre offered me a one-year AHL deal with them, as lo- as well as playing with the ATO. So I got to go play games at the end of the year, and then signed for the following year. Which so, is. yeah. So I can't. I couldn't complain. I was all for it. And I mean, like you get to play for the in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, one of the most history programs and or organizations in all the NHL. Like, how can you even like How can you not take it?
0: Oh, absolutely, dude. And I mean, obviously, I'm from Pittsburgh. Big Penguin fan. Know a couple of the guys in the Penguin organization. This podcast is based out of Pittsburgh, listeners, as of the moment. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have been asking me; they could not wait to hear your interview because, like, a lot of people go to Willie Naylor games here, and like they recognize the name and everything. So, I mean, like, it's I feel like it's really cool that I you are in the Penguin organization, like the group, like the people I watched growing up and looked up to it. and like now I know a guy like in Wilkes-Barre in
1: Wheeling like that's it's it's a really cool feeling for me as well well the cool the coolest thing for me was when I signed I got the sign with Bill Guerin and Scott Young
0: that's and, awesome
1: like Bill Guerin was one of my favorite players growing up him Brett Hull like Scott Young and Brett Hull were line mates in St. Louis like like how can you I couldn't play out in like a dream. Like I got to meet like two of my favorite players ever in the same room, signing a contract to play for them.
0: It's like a dream come true, dude. As like a little kid, that's what you. What did you want to be when you grew up? A professional hockey player.
1: And look at you yep. there
0: with your two favorite players signing a deal. And yeah, the, same yep.
1: the wow. only way you could have made it perfect was was Brett Hull being in the room with those. With those
0: <laughs> two. Yeah, that honestly, that would be that would that's it. Game over. Okay, so you your first two games in Wheeling, you score a goal. I yep. mean not Wheeling, not Wheeling, Wilkesbury. I'm sorry. Yep. Your first two games on your ATO in Wilkesbury, you score a goal. Like take yep. me through your take me through your first professional goal and what did it feel like
1: and was it home or away? Well, I'm gonna be it was home, but I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know if the coach really knew me well yet because I don't think I was ever out there in the last minute of play for Northeastern My whole time I was there. <laughs> And he put me out there, and somehow I, like, broke up a pass, and it went past me, and I took off because I knew my center was behind me. And I beat the D, like – I didn't have the puck on my stick, but I beat got past the D and got a pass from my center, and I had an empty net. Hey, So, I'll take it.
0: Absolutely. Any, any, any day.
1: How did, how, yeah. did, uh,
0: how did you get your second goal in your second game?
1: Uh, we were playing against Lehigh Valley, We who also – the best part was my my seat my uh, freshman roommate from Bowling Green Mark Friedman was on the ice and shot from the point. I came around the net, rebound. I like kicked my foot out and went down on one knee and saved the puck and batted it in with my stick at the same time. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. It was it was nuts. That's
0: that's that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So this year you start out in wheeling. Yep. I believe. And you get called up. How, what, what is it like to get called up from the coast to the AHL? Like, how is it done? And are you, who's driving you from wheeling to Wilkesbury or are they flying you out there?
1: Usually you, you drive yourself and okay. it's a, it's a four hour drive from wheeling to Wilkesbury. Um, and they kind of it's it's kind of like if someone gets hurt or they think that somebody gave somebody's game isn't up to par they'll call someone up that's been playing real really well in the East Coast League so um so it, it I was playing I thought I was playing pretty good at the time so they gave me a shot and I went up and and I thought I did okay I ended up with an assist in my last game and then I got sent back down but um but all in all, it was it was a good experience and kind of get my feet wet. And then I kind of got back to myself in the East Coast League. And I started to get more and more better throughout the year. And then I got called up for the second time.
0: Which is probably a cool feeling, like a chance to redeem yourself.
1: Yep. In which I, I thought I played well. I mean, we beat Hartford, who was the number one team while I was there. And I ended up, I got sent back down because I needed a left winger instead of a right winger. But shit happens. And I when I went down my second game back, I tore my groin and that immediately goes on the sheet. So that the coach said like he'd have me back up within the week and then that happened.
0: Yeah, that's uh I mean there's just unfortunate bounces in life and yep. That really sucks. And then obviously COVID nineteen didn't really do either of us any favors. It cut your chance down and cut my chance down. Uh, yep, so-
1: so they're, what are your plans, man? Well, well, the issue was at the end of that was I I ended up playing with Mike groin for
0: oh nine wow games.
1: yeah so we didn't have any more guys in Wheeling so I had to play
0: yeah you don't have no, you don't have a chance you you no. got to get out there no so, so I what? I, had, I ended up with six up? points in nine games so I can't <laughs> argue with that <laughs> what what are they doing Ta- I I know they would tape me up they would just would they just wrap you and tape you up pretty much and just say go wrap- out there.
1: Yep. Wrap you, tape you, and then wear some core shorts and all and go for it. <laughs> Get out there. So what are your plans this year? You're, uh, you're,
0: you're going back to you're. I'm sure you're going to the Penguins development camp again, whenever, uh, I honestly, I don't even know when it's going to be. It probably will end up being late October if they do the playoffs this year, but
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have one. I don't, uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the future right now. It's a, it's a bit anxious, but I, I, stuff happens. I would, by all means, love to stay in the Pittsburgh organization. They've treated me with nothing but, the, like, the best. Like, they, they literally treat everybody in the organization like family from the bottom to the top. And it's, like, I couldn't have had a, a better, like, first pro organization to deal with than Pittsburgh.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm sure all the fans would love if you stayed as well. Oh. So, I have a couple. I just, I have a couple other questions for you, just off the, to end the interview up. So, um, out of all of the major accomplishments that you've uh-huh. had in ice hockey, yep. What, so far, what was the best moment in your career? Um, hockey's championship. The hockey's championship. That's yep. what I thought. And uh, I mean, we've already talked about that. So here's here's my follow up question to that. I'm as a hockey player, yep. you have a lot of low moments, a lot of last second losses, overtime losses, or uh-huh. just something that happened to you. What 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 would you say was the lowest moment of your career, and what did
1: you learn from it? Um, so I'll give you two. One was one was tearing my groin because I really wanted to go back and play in Wilkes Barre. Uh, I was yeah, I bad. when I when I when I came down, I was like I had a, a thought in my head like play as hard as you can and get back there as quick as you can like that was kind of the way i was thinking about it um but lowest moment was probably transferring from from bowling green like you go from having 30 family members that are in the locker room with you every day to to being at home and then alone for a good two months before i joined northeast northeastern so it was uh it was definitely a weird weird time for me and, and a, I would say a dark time. So it was, uh, it was hard it was, in every aspect of it. It was hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, moments like that, they're, they're very tough. You, you start to beat yourself up in your head. I feel, I mean, at least oh, yeah. I feel. you start to yep. beat yourself up. You, you overthink. And I, I mean, but look how it played out, right? Everything, yep. everything happens for a reason. And uh, I mean, all good things will come. So, yeah.
1: the the biggest we, quote I can think of is uh things happen, th- like the best things happen to the people that wait. That's dude. That is
0: so true. I live. I actually live by that too. Yeah, like I I love that saying.
1: I just gotta wait it out. Yeah. So, so I I I took my full advantage of talking to a few different schools, and I waited for the right one, and it all ended up working out for me. So I can't um, I can't that's like that's my number one
0: so at the end of the day we're all we're all human beings we're all people we we obviously play hockey um but we're not always playing hockey we do other things and whatnot like we we live life what has hockey done for you like what lessons has it taught you that you've been able to transfer to the the real world like how like how has it helped you be a better human being
1: Oh, it's to me. To me, hockey like all hockey players are all unbelievable human beings. Like that's kind of just the way you're raised. Like my mom and dad raised me. Like I would think to the best of of who I am, and the biggest thing I learned was, no matter what situation, you don't know what someone else is going through. So always try to try to be as friendly as you can with that with that next person you're gonna meet
0: absolutely man like that is that is one of the truest things you did not walk a mile and i got shoes all you're seeing is what's right there you don't understand what his heart his mind um his stomach has gone through. like you you weren't there for the traumatizing moment or the bad moment that happened so how can you judge someone based on not knowing anything or living it
1: exactly and you and you hope on the other end that on your worst day that person that you treated with kindness and respect and 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 your way love like does the exact same thing for you
0: absolutely we'll return the favor and i mean yep. even if they don't at the end of the day you're still a good person yeah and that's that's all that matters because at the end of the day you're the only opinion that really matters of yourself
1: is your own Yep, so and then karma is on your side for sure. Uh,
0: karma's, karma's, uh, karma is definitely a pain in the ass. That is very that is very true. So one last question to end the interview. By the way, again, thank you so much for coming on. I miss our Taylor Sportsplex days where we used to just hang out like 16-under and just chill like we're going down to Florida to Jermaine Arena. I hope to get back into roller here very shortly.
1: Maybe as, I'll be in Canada. Far- as far as I've heard they're gonna do they're gonna do tours in in July
0: yeah, I don't have a pro team right now though man so we'll we'll kind of we'll just kind of go from there I, maybe I'll come down, men, maybe I'll just come play men's platinum or gold and uh hang out with the boys for a bit but uh so <laughs> what was the funniest what is the funniest moment you've had in your career that the funniest moment the funniest moment that you can think of. Ice or roller? Let's go. You know what? I want to do both. Let's go roller first. Uh
1: So let's see. I'm trying to think of roller. Uh, The funniest moment was probably playing with FTB. Like we were the biggest bunch of idiots. What a group
0: of guys, dude. (laughs) Oh, uh... my God.
1: Yeah, the, literally the 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 biggest bunch of idiots that you could ever think of. Like, I I like we've had some funny moments with with uh, the snipers, but when I was with when I was with FTB, we had one morning like you remember the old mornings like they would somehow schedule. Like juniors at like 8.20 in the morning.
0: Yeah, no idea why they would do that to us. If uh, anybody yeah. from Narchu Tours is listening, don't ever schedule an 8 a.m. or 7.30 a.m.
1: for a junior or Division one game ever again. Yep. Well, especially because we were playing 18s, juniors, D1, and pro. Yeah, we're, we're playing
0: four divisions, right? So, like, yeah. we're, we're already dead, but we're trying to have some fun too.
1: Yeah, so we wake up the one morning and Cameron Yarwood's on our team. <laughs> And 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 somehow Yarwood Yarwood forgets literally every piece of equipment. He just packed his bag and his skates. Like how does he (laughs) like like your your equipment (laughs) is next to your bag and all you grabbed was your skates.
0: Oh my god. What a (laughs) that guy is a character. I just played against him in Elmira. I when I was in the fed for a little bit. I saw I saw him. weeks i saw him in tomorrow <laughs> he's a character man that oh, kid that kid probably has stories for days
1: oh i can only imagine
0: all right like, so what about ice
1: ice was uh playing in playing the north american league um my first where was it not my first game my second game ever was away against chucky slick <laughs>
0: Living a dream with the boys on the
1: team. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like almost like right after that came out, and one of the guys on my team happened to knock Chucky's teeth out that game.
0: No way, really? Yeah. That's that's awesome. (laughs)
1: Like and and like I mean, I have I have some some funny stories that probably wouldn't go well until I'm completely done. And, and then you and I can, we can talk about more stuff, but uh, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll keep those private. Cause I, I mean, yeah. man,
1: I've got some stories like you too, but
0: that's, <laughs> I can't, the thing, the things you experience behind closed
1: doors, we'll just, we'll just go with that. Oh yeah. It's, and those are, those are a couple of funny ones. I mean, college was always the best. Like we had a kid, Stephen Bayless forgot his skates on a road trip. Like you're a division <laughs> of hockey player and you, and you forget your skates. Dude, I feel he, like
0: I—I I feel like how do you forget your skates? Like I—I kind of get it if you forget an elbow pad, like it just kind of rolls out of the bag or something. I mean,
1: uh, but your, your skates—you
0: need those to play. Yeah.
1: Yep, and he had he had two goals or something like that that weekend with someone else's skates. Like it's just a, a shit show <laughs> here and there. My my favorite like my, my favorite like funny moments are like when guys like snap a stick on a breakaway or forget gear when they're. Oh yeah! Literally, one of the most needed humans possible. you yeah, and you just—I mean—and then you you
0: just laugh at those moments, and then you throw them a couple chirps, and everyone laughs about it at the end of the day.
1: Actually, you'll like this. We played uh, advanced care at um, at I think it was tours nationals when Mitch Stewart used to play. Yeah, and I hit I hit Mitch with a full slap shot. It ended up like knuckle pucking on me in front. And the whole the whole rocket puck logo was imprinted on Mitch's. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yep yeah, that that's probably my favorite one. <laughs> I, uh, I hit him and he threw his gloves and his stick and everything and. Dude, actually, I top. think I might have been
0: on Advanced Care when that happened. Because I oh. used to play with them. I think I remember him to throw. I think I remember that. oh uh. dude. <laughs> He had no offense, Mitch, but he had enough body fat to, you know, make the perfect imprint with it.
1: Yep. So he, he had a, he had a rocket puck tattoo for, for a hot couple weeks. That's
0: awesome. But Hey, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you've had such a hell of a career and I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of it. I hope to see you very shortly at nationals. If I end up going, if not, Stay in touch, and uh, thank you again, man. I really appreciate
1: it. No problem at all, dude. Hey, one one more for you, just for the fun of it. Um, oh yeah, ben let's Reiner, hear. Ben Griner and I, my my freshman year, we didn't really know what to do, and classes start for a full week, so we went to every floor, every girl floor of the dorms throughout all of Bowling Green, and introduced ourselves to every room. You he, like, you you dogs no like it it was I'm gonna blame him it was his idea but like in the like I didn't know what else to do like you're in college like try to meet as many people as you can but that's just kind of how Griner was like he wanted to meet everybody
0: no no yeah he's he's a talker he definitely he he wants to introduce himself to everybody
1: yeah I completely understand that
0: (laughs) but that's awesome you guys went to every floor and introduced yourself to your girls (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great you guys definitely made some fans though you definitely got some fans that's for sure
1: yeah uh, that, you can't you can't argue with that no but thank
0: you brandon i really appreciate it um we'll keep in touch and let me know what goes on with the future of your pro career sounds good brother we will do hey thanks again uh that's it for another episode of a bobcaster stories that was brandon hawkins i'll have another episode up coming up very shortly his episode will be up Well, I don't know why I'm saying that. I'll edit that out. (laughs) All right. I'll see you later, Brandon. All right. See you, brother. Bye.